0: Good morning. Happy Sabbath. Yeah, it's on. I hope everyone uh, enjoys the day of rest and uh, we find our rest in Jesus today. We need it. Uh, I just have a week I moved. I mean, last Sunday we kind of moved and hopefully we will settle down for a while Unless some changes come with the school and they move some other place and uh but um it's good to be in the house of the Lord today and as you know uh now, or at least maybe you might have heard, the world is looking at the uh, Olympics that goes in South Korea, and lots of attentions, people talking about what's happening there. And uh, it's another of those distractions to keep people from the most, more important things. Just my own take about, they were a big fuss about those cheerleaders from North Korea. Have you heard the stories about how nice they perform and how kind of uh, inspiring are them? (laughs) But some other people were saying that they do that because they are kind of, have to, otherwise they'll get in trouble in their country. And uh, watching them, I kind of, uh, I just watch a video of how they perform. I remember the times when uh, I grew up in Romania under communism. And I know I was in school in, uh, I was nine years old, in 77, so now you know my age. If you do the math. And uh, in Romania, where we lived, was a mining area, and they had some, uh, the unions had a strike. And the president, Ceausescu, came to visit and try to uh, pass the people and make things working, because those things were not happening usually in Romania. And of course, it was all kept kind of secret. But I know uh, everyone, schools, works, stores, everybody was supposed to go there to greet the president. Everyone gets flags with the Romanian flag. And you were supposed to show your appreciation and your love for the president and for the system and the country you lived in. And uh, But it was kind of forced on us. You couldn't really... Say no, <laughs> you will kind of be dismissed. I mean had a missed day of school or the work or something so And uh, the only thing was everything was not from the heart, you just do it and uh, you were forced to. and uh, Also another visit came in '87, but that was the things were deteriorating, very bad. It was only about two years before communists fell. And I remember another visit came and people were again taken to greet. But everyone was so cold, you could feel that was all kind of forced on people. And we received the president. It was kind of in the air, you feel. Something is going to happen soon with the, those government. And, uh, so not long after that, uh, it collapsed in, in 89, so. But, uh, I hope our service to God is not like that, just to do it because, oh, it's good to pray, but it's uh, I hope our service to God is because uh, we know Him, and uh, I think uh, He deserves all our praise and worship because uh, He's merciful and He's great and uh we don't really understand how good he is to us uh, really but we have a faint understanding of his great love for us when we see what he did for us in Jesus Christ my sermon today is about uh stewards of the mysteries of god actually uh, the verse was uh, sometime in our sabbath school and uh that my, I will say, I will do more research about what this verse really means, because there are certain things that, and you can jump to some conclusion that are not biblical if you are not careful of understanding what it means to to be stewards of the mysteries of God. The verse is found in First uh, Corinthians uh, four and First uh, Corinthians chapter four and verse one. And here Paul talks about his work and uh, his calling and uh, how he should be received by, by the Christian. Let a man so count of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God so a steward is that's a nice word for saying a servant or somebody that had received something from somebody and supposed to take care of and uh use it the, uh, the way he was told by the uh. and then it goes uh, stewards of the mysteries of god and uh here, this is uh, one of the things that we have to look at. What does it mean to be the uh, stewards of the mysteries of God? And what does it mean? When you think of mysteries, you think it's something hidden. And uh, it's kept from people from knowing it. And uh, it has to be searched or certain people know and so forth. And uh, the way... Uh, Paul means, uh, and I think he uh, tried to explain, is this, uh, it has to do with uh, knowing God's working and his plan for humanity. And uh, basically he says, we are supposed to reveal those things to the world. And uh, if you look into uh, the character of God, the way he works, he uh he doesn't really have secrets about how he deals with uh us humans and uh to look into uh, let's look at some bible verses that uh, God had declared about his working uh with us in isaiah forty five and verse nineteen God declares here that uh He does not speak in secret. Isaiah 45 and verse 19. Isaiah 45 verse 19. I have no spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. I the Lord speak righteousness, I declare things that are right. And uh, of course, uh, there are some things that we don't really understand about God, but what He does, he always uh, he works on the open. It's just, uh, I mean uh, in the Gospel of John, Jesus talking with uh, with Pilate and uh, in John let's look into in John 1820 God I mean uh, Jesus had uh, kind of revealed something actually it's uh, Jesus talking with the high priest I'm sorry and uh, Jesus is telling the high priest when uh the high priest asked Jesus of his disciple and of his doctrine. Je- uh, in uh, Here, John 18, verse 20. Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple, whither the Jews always resort, and, and in secret have I said nothing. So he didn't have any secret instruction to his disciples to, of course he told them something in private, but that was not something that should be kept secret from that. But he said, you know, I said, I, in secret have I said nothing. His teachings are in the Bible, what he told the disciple is recorded. One of the problem is though, when, when we, uh, when the humanity fell, the relationship between us and God came to a problem. Because uh, of our disobedience, we fell unto God's justice and we were supposed to be punished. And of course, because of that, it affected our trust in Him and we are afraid of Him. And we uh, fear His justice and... Uh, and basically, uh, we have a misunderstanding of God and his character. But through the gospel, all this is supposed to be reversed and to uh, to know. And this is uh, what God intends to do with uh, all those people that really search and find out about God. It's, uh, they discover that God is not the way we think or we were thinking when we had the wrong understanding of God. Actually, in Psalms 25, verse 14, it talks here about the secret of God, but in a way that uh, is kind of uh, revealing. Psalms 25, and verse 14. Psalm 25, verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant, so the people that his people God has revealed them uh, his secret, the way he deals with uh with the humanity and actually this is uh something that I mean we will look further that uh, it talks about uh, the mystery that is the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh was revealed to us. But just let's look at another verse that really uh, shows us about God's character and his love for us and the thing that he is working on the open. And uh, this is a verse that many of us know. It's in Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Amos chapter 3 and verse 7. Surely the Lord God will do some things. Is that how it goes? <laughs> how does it do, read? I just want to know who's awake. <laughs> I mean, here she, surely the Lord God will do nothing. But he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So the Bible clearly says God will not do anything without revealing it and giving it to his prophets, and they are supposed to inform the faithful. That's how it works. And uh, it's interesting that uh, the Bible clearly teaches God's working on the open. He reveals everything he does to his prophets, and he informs all the faithful. The problem is the unfaithful people, because they don't believe the prophets, for them it's a mystery how God works and what he does. And it's a sad thing, but we have a job to reveal to them and kind of disclose to them the mysteries. Actually, Jesus, when he talked about the parable of the uh, sower, he... uh, He talked about the privilege of the believer. Uh, Let's look at, uh, here what Jesus said to the disciples Matthew 13 and verse 11. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 11. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Also, this is a hard verse. You have to read it in context, not to jump to the wrong conclusion. That God is keeping something secret from some others, not to know it. And... Uh, It's given to somebody to know it, and some others know You You can't get to that uh, predestination teaching that I don't think is biblical. Because it is given unto you to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Uh, And Christ elaborates in verse 13, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not... And hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. But the problem was was with the people that were kind of resisting his spirit, and they choose not to believe what he was saying and his character, and that he's really uh, the Messiah. So the problem was uh, the people that were uh, listening to him, that we choose to resist the evidence of, you know, his messiahship, uh, they could not really understand, and all those things, and actually the, the kingdom of God, and the principles of the kingdom of that God for them was a mystery. And actually, uh, this is our job. We are stewards of those mysteries, and we are supposed to reveal those to the people. We are supposed to tell them about God's love and character, and reveal to them. Actually, if you look at people that resist or are unbelievers, they have a misunderstanding of what God is. And many times their misunderstanding is because they heard wrong teachings about how God is. Of course, one of the main things is the doctrine of the eternal hell. And that many people, you know, uh don't even want to investigate that uh, teaching and, you know, uh, and show them it's not really biblical because God will not punish people for eternity. Uh, he will just uh, punish them until they are consumed. That's based on the Bible. And so we are supposed to reveal to them those things about the character of God and the the kingdom of god and uh, that's our job and we ha- are supposed to be fine faithful also some of the things the bible calls mystery it's uh, one of them is the mystery of godliness when uh, when christ became a human being Uh, Let's look at that Bible verse that talks about this mystery of godliness. It's found in 1 Timothy, chapter 3, and verse 19. 1 Timothy, I'm sorry, verse 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. The mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. That's when Christ became a human being. That's the mystery of godliness. And we are supposed to reveal that to the people. And uh, for those people that choose to look into this mystery of godliness and accept Jesus Christ as their personal savior, there is another thing that happens when this union comes and it's describing colossians first uh, i mean colossians chapter 1 and uh 126 it's Christ then living in the uh people that believe colossians 126 actually we'll go 26 and downward uh, Actually, let's start reading verse 25. Colossians 1, 25. Wherefore, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generation, but now is made manifest to his saints to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we might present every man perfect in Jesus Christ. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. So, here it talks about people that know God, and then it's another mystery about Christ being in you. And here uh, Paul talks about was the mystery was hid from ages, but is manifested in Paul's time. Uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And of course, there is a little bit of mystery, because you cannot really... Know how de- these things work, really, because, uh, how Christ takes, uh, over or lives in somebody. Uh, we just know that when somebody is drawn to Christ and he's looking to Christ and studying his life, he will be changed the more time and the closer and, uh, more open is he to this influence, the more he become like Christ and Christ uh, will be in him. but the way it's a mystery because uh, you cannot really point out what how will that happen. I know it's um, it's part of uh, just looking at the evidences that are for your faith and uh, you look at Christ's teaching, you look at how people that apply those teachings, how uh, they lived and their influence, and they are drawn to Christ, and do become more and more and want to be like that. And this is uh, one of the mysteries that we are supposed to reveal to the world. And actually, I believe that this is uh, the most important witness. It's uh, how we reveal that Christ is in us. From my own experience, talking with people is not that much what we said. (laughs) It's, uh, how we act and how, and who we are. Uh, as somebody will say, talk is cheap. (laughs) And actually, uh, you can say the right words, but if you act different, your testimony will be maybe a, a hindrance for somebody to accept the gospel. So it's very important to make sure that uh, our life, it shows Christ is in us. And you know, um, if you will even go and ask somebody that has no religion, maybe, about what they think about a Christian should act in... They'll tell you. Ask them, uh, how will a, a Christian supposed to dress? <laughs> they will tell you there is a difference between the world and the Christian is supposed to dress. What the Christian do; uh, those things are on, to, uh, on you know, uh, are almost evident that Christians are supposed to to be different than what the world is. And uh, so, our job is to reveal to the world these mysteries. And uh, my question is: uh, Are we trying to do that? Is our witness true about Christ living in us? And uh, and of course, uh, we have also a message that is called uh, the present truth. And also, this has to do with uh, some of the mysteries. <laughs> I mean, the mysteries of it's about what God had revealed through the prophets that will happen. And... Uh, the faithful know what's going to happen and they are supposed to reveal those to the world. Actually, uh, the Bible uh, in Revelation, talking about what I believe the times when our church came about and was kind of the, the truth was being established, it gives here a prophetic time frame about the work of uh, our church, and it's uh, recorded in the book of uh, Revelation, chapter 10, and verse 7. Revelation 10 and verse 7. And here it says in uh, in verse 7 of chapter 10 of Revelation, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound... The mystery of God should be finished, as he had declared to his servants the prophets. So here it talks about the time when the mystery of God will be finished. And it talks here about the time of the end, when the judgment is beginning, and then when his will be end, and then the mystery of God will be finished. And if you read here the chapter 10, it talks about here... An angels, and the description of this angel, it's clearly pointed that this might be Jesus Christ. And he had a little book that was open. And actually, this little book that was open, it cannot be not any other books but the book of Daniel. That's the only book in the Bible that was sealed to the time of the end. At the time of the end, this book was open. And then uh, the Bible declares also the time will be no more, meaning that there is no more prophetic times. And then the mystery of God will be re, uh, finished as he had declared to his servants, the prophets. So we have a time frame here. And uh, actually, it's it's just before when the days of the voice of the seventh angels, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. The mystery of God was basically the uh, understanding of prophetic uh, in, uh, understanding of the times that Daniel had told and had sealed them until the end of the time. And we know, our church looking and studying prophecy had brought an understanding that people did not have before. And this understanding has to do with another mystery. That uh and the it's, it's a bad one it's the bad is the mystery of iniquity uh it's something uh you cannot really explain it it's just uh, uh and it's reveal. i mean it talks about this mystery of iniquity in second Thessalonians chapter two. Let's look there to this and and see and understand what our mission is. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7 and uh for the mystery mystery of iniquity does already work only he who now her will let until he be taken out of the way and here it talks i mean uh, there are some server, uh, several verses ahead in uh, that it really reveals what uh, the work will be uh, let's read uh, verses 1, 2, and 3 Now uh, of this chapter. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, is that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that the man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. So here Paul sets up certain things that are supposed to happen before Christ comes. And uh, he also warns them about not being deceived. By uh, some other false teachings, and he said here two things that certainly have to happen: the falling away. There's gonna be a people departing from the faith. It's gonna be a shaking, as you call it. Many then it's gonna be the church will be purified, and then the second one, the man of sin will be revealed, the son of perdition. This mystery of iniquity, will be revealed. And I think this is our job, to reveal to the people who this mystery of iniquity is. And I think that's part, I mean, if you look at all the three angels' messages, it has to do with the everlasting gospel, identifying who the Babylon is, and warning about receiving uh, his mark. So, that's our job, is to uh, reveal to the people this mystery. It's not an easy job because many people are in part of that system. And uh, we don't have time now. But actually, you know, in Revelation 17, it talks there about the Babylon, the mystery. Mystery, the Babylon, the harlot. The and uh, it's a church that has lots of mysteries. And upon her, I mean, here is Revelation 17, verse 5. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abomination of the earth. And here it is. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore, the, in verse 7, I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carry her, which had the seven heads and ten horns. So here... The angel said, I'll tell you the mystery of this, and we know it. It's, uh, the mystery of iniquity, and we are supposed to warn people about. Actually, doing a little bit of research about these, uh, mysteries, the Babylon, actually the, the Catholic Church, uh, it's, uh, has lots of mysteries. Uh, I, I'm not sure how many they, they have. Uh, the mystery of the rosary. When you tell those, you repeat those prayers and you have those beads. They say that's what it, it makes you like Christ when you repeat those nonsense words and you just say something without thinking. And of course, the greatest of all is the mystery of Eucharist. And uh, they declare that that's one of the greatest mysteries. And we are supposed to tell people about that this is a, it's mystery Babylon, and to call people out. It's not easy, as I said, but uh, we are supposed to try to reach them and tell those people. And I think now the most important work that we can do is personal, one with one. Nowadays people will not come as long time ago to an invitation to an evangelistic series or something. But if you draw closer to them and you have a contact with them, you can sit down with them and tell them. And I think that's what we should try to do and reveal to those people those things that are a mystery for them but for us are revealed. And uh in the process, God will help us and many people will be torn from all these uh false religion and understanding of God, and they will understand. The only thing is we have to reveal in our lives, make sure that Christ is in us, the mystery of godliness, as the Bible says. And um, my appeal is, uh, first of it, let's make sure that our uh, behavior will, will show the mystery of godliness, that Christ is in us. This is the most important thing, to be successful. And then uh, next, it's uh, God will give us wisdom how to tell people about those things because we have to tell them in the way of not turning them down from hearing the message. But we have to tell them that, uh, you know, this is the, the mystery. My prayer is, and hope that everyone will try to First, experience himself, this union with Christ, the mystery of godliness. And then, to go and reveal to other people about the mystery of iniquity and tell people that... You know, many in the world nowadays, they look perplexed, what will happen? But we know what will happen, it's revealed to us. Many people are looking to prophecy, trying to understand prophecy. I know, uh, just when I drive home, I listen to radio once in a while and uh, many times they have a the radio christian station uh about the end time the antichrist uh, uh you know revelation apocalypse and all that and uh, they the moderator the lady that is uh, kind of moderating she even commented is the last interest, i mean the the most interest that she gets. Lots of people have question and ask, and uh, it's sad to witness what's happening, because they ask question and they don't have answers that to be based on the Bible. And I said, I feel one time, I said, hey, I have to go and tell those people, but uh, we have to do it in a certain way. And uh, I remember... Uh, I have the same feeling like when Ellen White, I just read recently, she describes uh, when she visited Europe. And she went in Italy and she describes the visit she had to a cathedral in Milan. And she describes there her feelings. I, I should have brought it maybe next time she describes there very clear how impressive was all those arcs and uh, the cathedral in um, Milan uh, is the second largest after the St. Peter. And she said there about how magnificent all the artwork. But then she says that she went there and she was with some other Adventists visiting there and they went up to the tower But there were 500 steps, and she couldn't take that because, you know, she was very sick and had lots of problems. And she said, I'll just wait down here. And she waited there, and while she was waiting there, she saw people coming to the confessional. And she saw a lady going there, some other waiting. And she described there how she felt like I was almost feeling like I want to raise up my voice and tell those people that... They don't need to do that. And it's degrading them and tell them and pointing them to Jesus and showing them that you don't have to go and tell your secret life to a, a person that cannot help you but to go straight to Jesus. And uh, I think uh, we feel the same thing when people have all these idols, let's call it, and they don't have the right understanding of God. And I hope our soul is stirred up to tell them the truth. And uh, I know so, uh, many people will not listen, but we have to try to reach them. May the Lord help us to uh, be faithful stewards of God's mystery and tell them about God's true character so many more people will not be in darkness about God's love and Christ's soon coming. Amen.